1: Hi there, this is Cindy Linden of the Cook Along Podcast and we are gonna make slow cooker beef ragu with pappardelle. This is a warm, homey, comfort food, but without the usual fat that we consider comfort food to need. This comes from the Skinny Taste Cookbook, Fast and Slow. Now, don't get too excited, (laughs) pappardelle is just a kind of pasta if right now, my favorite kind of pasta. It comes, okay, so the ones I have here are made by Delallo. I've mentioned them before. I really like their pasta, D-E-L-A-L-L-O. It's made in Italy. It says since 1950. Papardelle is an egg pasta that's like long, flat noodles, and they come curled in little nests that unnest as they cook. The reason I like them so much is because they retain their shape and their consistency even when you cook them, even when you overcook them. For instance, In addition to this dish we're going to do today, I use them in my chicken soup. When I make a chicken noodle soup, I use these because they never get mushy. You can cook them right in the broth and they don't disappear or become, I don't know how to even describe it. But if you've ever tried putting pasta directly in your chicken soup, what it tends to do is soak up all the liquid so there's almost no liquid left in your soup. And then they get kind of just characterless, kind of mushy and... uh, Anyway, these don't do that. And it's P-A-P-P-A-R-D-E-L-L-E. Delalo is the only people I have found that I can buy it at my grocery store. I'm sure you can find specialty stores for them. I recommend this. It's fabulous stuff. So I'm going to give you the ingredients. The list of ingredients, of course, is up on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com and you probably are coming from from there so you know that already so here are your ingredients for today and I don't think we're gonna do the do-aheads here so I don't think we have to worry about it it is a slow cooker recipe that means we're gonna get some stuff started and then we're gonna go away from each other for a really long time and come back to finish it up okay here we go so you need olive oil just a a teaspoon we're not gonna need a lot you need six garlic cloves, one and a half pounds of flank steak, and that one you might have to go to the store for, salt and pepper, a 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes, a quarter of a cup reduced sodium beef broth. Now I'm gonna tell you a secret here. I'm not gonna mess with that. I decided not to invest in a can that I was gonna use almost none of. So I'm gonna mix it up from some bouillon Actually, what do they call it? Beef base. I'm just gonna make a little bit with that. If you don't have beef broth, you might copy what I'm doing. You need one carrot, two bay leaves, two sprigs of fresh thyme. If you're lucky enough to have some of that in your garden, step outside and clip it. I suppose you could just put in some dried thyme with the fresh thyme. See, I don't want you to have to go to the store and and buy a whole package and then use two sprigs and then not know what what to do with the rest. But if you're using fresh thyme, it gets fished out of the pot. Although, you know what? By the time you fish it out of the pot, the thyme is all falling off of there. Anyway, you just get a stick. So you could use a little bit of just dry thyme. And then your 16-ounce package of pappardelle pasta. Is actually probably two packages, I just realized, because a package is only 8.8 ounces. And then for topping, it's fun to have some parmesan in the house that's already grated. If you have some, some ricotta is lovely on top of this. And some fresh parsley makes it look pretty. It's not a flavor necessity. You could also use some fresh chives or fresh green onions if you have some in the house, just to sort of chop them up and add a little green color to the top. The other thing you should know before you start working on this recipe is that you need to put it in your slow cooker and cook it either on high for five hours or on low for eight. So you can't really start this late in the day unless you have an instant pot. You could use your instant pot for this. And you know what? The recipe exactly the way I'm making it, except done in an instant pot on manual for 45 minutes, is going to come out almost exactly the same as what we're about to do in the slow cooker. So, for those of you who have one, here's an experiment to try. We're going to prep our stuff first so that it's all ready to go. So, we need six cloves of garlic. Now, what we need to do with the garlic is cut off the little, the little root end, the little dry brown end on each of them. Time for me to get my knife sharpened. Wow. I don't use metal knives so much anymore. I use ceramic ones partly because they don't seem to get dull very fast. I really, I love them. You can read about my infatuation with them on my blog. I think the name of it is, let's talk about knives. No, my favorite knives. I don't remember, but it's in the, on the webpage, the cooklongpodcast.com, And there's something in the title about knives. That's what I remember. All right, once you have the little brown stem part cut off, the dry end, you just take the flat of your blade and smash these a little. We're going to peel them. And then, interestingly enough, we're going to smash them again. I might smash the heck out of them, actually, you know? Uh, Smash slightly is cool. It'll give a light garlic, garlic flavor to this dish. But... I've heard people say there's no such thing as too much garlic. I have actually experienced maybe once in my life too much garlic. Not that I minded the flavor, but that it took a week for it to, you know, for me to feel like my skin didn't reek of it. I don't mind a couple of days, but a week was excessive. I I think I want to, I'm going to chop them up a little. Now you can choose this. So one of the things you could do with these garlics is just take the flat of the knife. Once they're peeled, just take the flat of the knife again and smash it. I'm going to smash three of them. (laughs) This is kind of goofy, but compromise, you know. I'm going to smash three of them, and I'm going to mince the other three of them. You can choose not to mince if you want. It takes a lot less time to just mash them. We're going to brown these in some olive oil. That is good enough. Okay, set your garlic aside. I'm going to put mine in a little bowl. If you have like a One of those uh, fiberglass cutting boards. You might want to use that because the meat juice doesn't soak into them. That's good. What I used for the garlic is a wood cutting board, so I'm not going to use that for the meat because the juice will soak into it. I don't know what this is made of, but it's, it's like really durable. It's white and it has this little gutter on one side to pick up any juices. And you cut it and cut it. I've had it forever and it just still works. All right, now to the flank steak. Flank steak may be new to you. It usually comes kind of rolled up and when you unroll it, there's a really clear grain to it. You can see that the grain of the meat goes in one direction. And what you're going to do is cut the piece that you have in six chunks, six strips actually against the grain. So don't cut along with the lines, cut crosswise to them, cut your whole piece of meat in half, And then cut each half into three pieces. Takes a good sharp knife. Otherwise you're going to be sawing at it for a while. Now we're going to chop a carrot. I peel them first. I had a discussion with some people just the other day about whether they peel their vegetables or scrub them. To me, peeling seems easier, at least for something like a carrot. But I've had people vociferously disagree with me on that. They think it's easier to scrub them. I, I, whatever. Anyway, I'm going to chop the carrots. You get to choose what size you want them. They're going into the pot just as they are. I'm making mine probably oh, like a half inch slices. It's not a lot. It's, I think, mostly for color. Yes, I'm going to cut a few of them in half so they're all about the same size. Because, you know, the ones from the skinny end are way smaller. Okay, good enough. If you haven't already cut your thyme and you have a garden, go do that. Get yourself two good sprigs of thyme. And then get out a couple of bay leaves or your container of bay leaves because we're going to use it in a minute. My garden thyme, the sticks are kind of more stick than leaves right now, as it's winter, so I'm using a little more than two, because I like thyme anyway, you know, if its if it's got more than it's supposed to have, it's one of those oh well moments. Now, this is a really easy recipe, we're just going to start in on now on the cooking. Most of this happens in the slow cooker. You need a small saute pan into which you're gonna put a teaspoon of olive oil. A teaspoon's not very much. Actually, I'm using a stainless steel pan. And that means I need to let it heat up first. This is in my blog about cookware. I think it's called about cookware. You don't Why you don't need the best or you don't need the best, something like that. Also on the website, and I mention about Stainless steel pans, if you are gonna put oil in them, you wanna heat them up first. Let them get a little hot before you put the oil in. This helps their non-stick properties. If you're using a cast iron pan for this, you wanna put the oil in before you turn the stove top on because that method helps the non-stick properties on cast iron. I'm gonna turn my stove to about medium high because what we're gonna do here in this oil is brown the garlic a little bit. You want it hot enough to brown something fairly quickly. Garlic browns fairly quickly already, but these are bigger pieces than I usually cook with because I usually mince it first. While we're waiting for the pan to heat up, you can salt and pepper your meat. You got strips of meat, salt and pepper both sides of it. So do a good shake. It doesn't have to be fresh ground, it could be. Do a good shake of each. I have to stop and refill my salt shaker. I have to shake the salt container first. I'm using Morton Natural Sea Salt. And I've spoken about this before, but maybe you're new to the site. I don't use iodized salt when I cook because the iodine does have a flavor. And I believe and have read many places that you get plenty of iodine in your diet without having to do that. And that that's old, old information that you have to use iodized salt because there's no iodine anywhere else in your diet. So, anyway, I use sea salt. All right, I have turned the strips of meat over, and now I'm salting and peppering the, the bottom side on each strip. All right, into the pan goes the olive oil. Oil is now hot, and the garlic is going in. Okay, I'm gonna stir that a little bit, because I don't want it to burn. Garlic will burn really fast. What you want is a golden brown here. Lightly browned, not deeply browned. And unfortunately, you know, those little pieces, they're going to brown first. There's the reason I should have probably all done everything the same. (laughs) Too late now. Ah, it smells heavenly. I love, I love, I love doing this to garlic. I've had people uh, in Italian families... Describe this as fried garlic. I had another person, also Italian, describe it as scorched garlic. It kind of means if you're doing it with the little bits, one of those people who's a really good cook told me that you saute them in the oil until they're kind of the color of the inside of a walnut. So just really lightly golden brown. And the bigger pieces get a nice little outside golden skin to them i guess it's not really their skin because we peeled that off but you know what i mean all right everything now is going to go in the uh, crock pot we're done with any kind of strenuous cooking so this is a really easy recipe so into the slow cooker goes the meat down at the bottom all six strips and i'll tell you right now the reason it's in strips is because later we're going to have to shred these And it'll be easier to do that with little pieces than it would if if we'd left it whole. Plus, it'll cook more evenly and more quickly this way, which you might need to do considering it takes a long time to cook. And then over the meat, we're going to put the 28-ounce can of crushed tomatoes. Just pour it in over the meat. Preferably when you add the crushed tomatoes, you don't splash it all over your stove front and the back kitchen wall the way I just did. Both are white in my house. Only they're not right now. The other thing that goes in here is the one quarter cup of beef broth. Now what I'm going to do is put some hot water. I'm going to put a quarter of a cup of hot water in a measuring cup. Just hot water from the tap. And then according to the beef base I'm using for that four ounces of water, I want to add three eighths of a teaspoon of this beef base to the hot water and stir it around until I have a beef broth. And then that quarter cup of liquid gets put into your crock pot as well. And then the garlic that you just fried up is going in there. Just sort of scrape it right in there. And kind of spread that around a little bit in the red sauce. And then in go your carrots. See how easy this is? Your thyme sprigs, just toss them on the top. Your bay leaves. Supposed to be two, I'm putting in three because mine are kind of small. And you know what? Probably not all that fresh. Oh yeah, I'm looking at, oops, I'm looking at the best by date. And it's from uh, two years ago. So I put in an extra bay leaf. If your bay leaves are fresh or really large, you might not need to do that. I'm gonna add just a pinch of crushed red pepper to this. This is completely optional, but if you like a little extra zip, you might think about doing that to yours as well. Not a lot, just like a pinch between two fingers, a a two fingered pinch. And then we just put the lid on it. And then you're gonna choose whether you wanna cook it on high for five hours or on low for eight hours. Turn it on, let it cook, and then come back to me and I'll tell you what to do next. Oh, you know what? Before I go away and leave you to cook your stuff for five hours, I should tell you that before you come back, when there's like 20 minutes left on your timer for your slow cooker, put on a big pot of water for your pasta, and then just go ahead and cook your pasta according to the package directions. You may have noticed that the instructions on this pasta package are pretty specific. It says to salt the water, which is always a good idea anyway. And then you add the pasta to the water and then stir it. And then put the lid back on it until it starts to boil. Now this is actually a good way to cook most pasta. Not start the timer until the water is boiling again. Put the lid over it to make it do that. Once it's boiling is when you started the timer. And then cook it for nine minutes without the lid on it. So there you go. Go away now. Come back to me when your pasta is starting to boil. While your pasta is cooking, it's time now to get into your slow cooker and fish out the meat. So get a bowl, kind of a big one probably, get a sizable bowl and a fork and fish down into the bottom of your pot and pull the meat out. Now you could do this, we're going to shred it, and you can do this in the pot, but you can't see it. I find it difficult to do that way, so... The meat's coming out and into a bowl. The bay leaves are also going to come out. And the sticks of what's left of your thyme, if you used fresh thyme, are also going to come out. None of this is easy. It doesn't really want to get grabbed. You could use tongs instead of a fork. That might be a lot easier. Oops, I got a carrot. Oh, well. So the time looks kind of like, well, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like sticks, You're fishing sticks out of your recipe. And then with two forks, yes, two forks, you just kind of go at the, um, at the meat and pull it with each fork. You hold it with one fork and you shred with the other, just kind of scrape at the meat and it'll shred up really nicely shred up. That's an interesting, that's a technical term. If you got carrots, don't shred the carrots, because carrots came in with mine. It should fall apart very easily, because it's been cooking for a long time. Oh, There's another stick, stick comes out. Once it's shredded, actually you can just leave it in this bowl, because what we're about to do, is toss it in with the pasta. But we have to drain the pasta first. Well, it smells good. Okay, once your meat's all shredded, that took me about four minutes. My pasta is still cooking for another four minutes. When the pasta's done... You can turn off your slow cooker. You can turn it off because the sauce is going to get dumped into the pasta pan. I know that sounds kind of backwards, but the thing is we want to cook it a little bit with the noodles. And the slow cooker doesn't really get hot in the same way that this pan does. So you can stir up your sauce while you're waiting. Your meats. Oh, there's another bay leaf. There it is. Um, Your meat's already taken care of. So here's how it's gonna go, just so you're kind of prepared. When the pasta is cooked, we're gonna strain it, and then put it back into the pot we're cooking it in. Without, So there's no water in there at this point, just pasta. And then we're gonna pour in the sauce from the slow cooker, and then we're gonna put in the meat. And then we're gonna turn it up to high and cook it for about a minute until everything is combined. Now, if you've been smart about your planning, which needless to say, I was not today, you probably might have made a salad while you were waiting for your crock pot to do its work. Or you might have whipped up some garlic bread. Seeing as how I haven't done that, I guess I'm going to do that when everything else is ready. It's pasta, yeah, it's beautiful. It expands into these beautiful long ribbons of noodles that are just delightful. They Unnest and then you get these gorgeous noodles that will hold their shape beautifully. Okay, ready for the last steps? So drain your pasta. Put it in a colander, let all the water drain off so that your pan that your pasta pan is empty. Before putting it back on the heat, the pasta pan that is, put the noodles back in it. Shaking some water off here. Put the noodles back in it. Oh, and some of them want to stay behind. You don't want to do that. Get them all. They're no good to you sitting in the colander. Then dump in your meat that you shredded. Just empty the whole bowl of that into the pasta pot. And then carefully, using hot pads, oven mitts, whatever you like to call them, pick up your slow cooker bowl and dump all the sauce that's in there, also into the pasta pot. Ah, there's my third bay leaf. All right, ha ha! All right, now throw that back on the stove and stir it up. The stove is hopefully still hot. If it isn't, you want to turn it back up to high. You can hear mine boiling just enough to kind of mix all the flavors together. really just needs a minute to sort of become one. Oh, yeah. All right. It's kind of alarming how hot it's cooking. So I'm turning mine off now because I can cook with a little residual heat. And this is done. This is done as soon as it's finished its minute. Except that when you put it in a bowl, you're going to put them in, ser- serve this in bowls. I should have broken up these noodles. They're really big. Too late now. And it looks better, I guess, with them whole. So this gets put into a bowl, several bowls, and you top it with a dollop of ricotta and a sprinkle of parmesan. And if you want to, some fresh parsley or some green onions or some chives because the green on there just makes this thing really jump uh, visually. I know it's not going to jump physically, but visually it just, that's, you know, that's your um, garnish that makes it look pretty. And that is the end of that. I hope you enjoy this dish. I find it very homey and comforting and fun to eat and makes great leftovers. Until next time